this is Jan Swift, and you're listening to Discover Lafayette, a podcast dedicated to the people and rich culture of Lafayette, the gateway to South Louisiana. We tape Discover Lafayette with the support of Raider, a managed IT service provider that offers world-class service, including cybersecurity, communications, and technology support. With Raider, you have just one vendor and one number to call, allowing you to concentrate on what is most important, your business. For more information, visit RaiderSolutions.com. We're grateful for the support of Lafayette Surgical Specialty Hospital, a physician-owned hospital where doctors have direct involvement with every aspect of care provided to their patients. Its reputation for excellence in patient comfort, safety, and overall treatment is reflected in an average patient satisfaction rating of 98% or higher. Visit LafayetteSurgical.com to find out more. Discover Lafayette is also made possible with the support of Home Bank, who wants to ensure that you protect your identity and your assets. When you make a payment with the paper check, you're handing over all of your personal or business information, plus your bank account number. While you may find an occasional reason to write a check, when possible, choose to pay with cash, debit, or credit cards, or with your phone's mobile wallet. You can stay ahead of identity thieves and protect your finances that way. Learn more at home24bank.com. Home Bank, member FDIC. Our guests today are Elizabeth Abdallah Vincent and Melissa Maker, who are here to discuss the mission of the Wildcat Foundation and Spay Nation. Wildcat Foundation was created to support no-kill solutions to the stray cat overpopulation in Lafayette and the surrounding areas. It's a 501c3 nonprofit organization that will be celebrating its 20th year of operation in 2023. Since 2010, Wildcat has supported the operations of Spay Nation, which offers high-quality, low-cost spay and neuter surgeries to the public and rescue organizations. In 2018, Wildcat Foundation took over operations of Acadiana's favorite dog and family parade, the Crew de Chien. I've looked forward so much, Melissa and, and Elizabeth, to hearing more about this. As you walked in, you were greeted by, you know, a rescue pet that we have, but there's nothing nearer and dearer to most of our hearts than our pets. And um, I, I'm just, I really love what you do. So thank you for taking time to join us today. You're welcome. Thanks for having yeah. us. Yeah. So... I want people to know who you are before we get into the mission. So let's talk about your backgrounds, because I know that you give a lot of your time and volunteer work, and I just would like to know more, like I just found out Elizabeth has big news she can share, but tell us about your background. Well, so I'm not born in Lafayette, but raised in Lafayette. Um, been here for a very long time. Um, I'm currently still the owner and operator of Abform Workwear and Career Apparel. And um, we've been in business for over 40 years and love doing business with local companies. Mm -hmm. And we just, I personally just love Lafayette. So when the opportunity to participate on the board of Wildcat Spay Nation came about, I graciously jumped on the opportunity. And then three years ago, the opportunity for someone or some organization to take over the Crew de Chien Dog Parade came about. We, uh, Melissa and I spoke to the other board members and we said, let's do it. Mm -hmm. Because if we hadn't done it, no one else was going to pick, yeah. up, pick it up. And it had been, there was a local veterinary uh, clinic here in Lafayette that had done it for over 16 years. So we didn't want that tradition to, mm -hmm. you know, to just disappear. So we took it over. This will be our third year. And uh, it's a lot of fun to do. Yeah. It's strictly volunteers. Uh, they're actually 
three and a half people that put on the parade <laughs> and uh, half meaning part-time. Yeah. And, uh, and so it, it's just a lot of fun. Uh-huh. It, there's a lot of background that goes into it, but it's just fun and heartwarming. And yeah. it's, it's going to be a lot of fun this, well, I should say next year because yeah. it'll be February 11th. We'll have a lot of time to get into this, too. I want y'all to give more details about that. Um, Melissa, though, we just met today. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd love to know more about you. Well, I moved here in 2015. Um, A marriage brought me here. And I'd never been to Lafayette before and sort of jumped right in as much as I could. And I met Elizabeth. uh, I ended up on the board of Spay Nation in 2018. Uh, I ended up finding a strike kitten, and long story short, got uh, involved with them, met Paula Stude, who's our executive director, Uh and then... They asked me to be on the board, and I love it. And then met Elizabeth, and then it came up about Crudus Shen. And so I, Elizabeth said in the board meeting, she said, I think we need to do this. We need to do this. Nobody else stepped up to do this. And I said, okay, well, I'll do it. You know, you tell me what to do, and I'll do it. And unbeknownst to her, I had never been to Mardi Gras. I had never been to a oh. parade. I'm from Texas. I did not, not know anything. You don't get off on Mardi Gras no, Day in well, Texas. No, I, I knew yeah. nothing about it. I was a Mardi Gras virgin, so to speak. But I had done <laughs> events in the past. And so I said, you tell me what to do and I'll do it. So uh-huh. the two of us teamed up and we managed to pull it, pull it off that year. And afterwards, she found out it was my first time. And she said, I can't believe you, <laughs> you, did, you did that and didn't tell me you'd never done this before. So we've done it and it's been great. It's so fun. It's my. It's like I love Mardi Gras now. I'm, I'm big mm-hmm. into it now. But... Crudition is near and dear to my heart. And wow. so is the mission, everything about Spain Nation, about all of what we yeah. do. Yeah. Get you to move. So um, before we move on and talk about Wildcat Foundation, I want y'all to get in the details. Um, how have you enjoyed Lafayette? You've been I love here. it. I mean, it's different though, right? It's probably so different. It's completely, it, completely different. My husband lived in Baton Rouge. And so um, long story short, I ended up moving here. We got together and I said, I, I'm happy to move to Louisiana. I had two rescue dogs um, and it was just me. I don't have children. So I said, I'll move to Louisiana. I'll leave Austin. But I said, I'm not oh, living God. in, I, I prefer not to live in Baton Rouge. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we came here and mm-hmm. the first time we came here, we went to social and I had a Bloody Mary and a Puna cheese sandwich. And I said, okay, I like it here. I, I, I'm, I'm good. I can do this. I can do this. Yeah. I can do this. So that's that's how we ended up here. And so it was late 2015. And so right. it's I, I love it here. I love the culture. I never knew there was a part of the state that was like this. Mm-hmm. I thought everything was like Baton Rouge and New Orleans. Lafayette is nothing right. like that. And right. people have been so gracious to me as an outsider coming in. I love it here, and I love the people, and I've had a great time. And what a great group to jump into. I know you've met a lot of people, and oh, Elizabeth yeah. seems to know probably Everyone everybody. in town. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know about that, but... <laughs> who wants to start talking about... I'd like to get in about Wildcat Foundation. I know that it was... I thought this was like a national group, um, but it, it was founded... Here, like for this Here. area. I think yeah. there are other I think there are other organizations that have similar missions like mm-hmm. we do. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it was started in two two thousand two, I think, and it there were some feral cats. There was a colony at a hospital. And people were concerned and got together and so that's how it started. And then years later it evolved into Spay Nation. And so now I think is at this point we've we've spayed and neutered over seventy thousand animals and counting. God. Yeah. Lo- low cost. Because the thing is there was another for-profit spay and neuter clinic specifically around here. And I, from what I understand, it recently closed. So, and we're the only non-profit spay mm-hmm. and neuter facility. And we're mm-hmm. open Monday through Thursday. We offer low-cost low services because just because you can't afford the best, the most expensive care doesn't mean you shouldn't 
have a pet, mm-hmm. a dog, a cat. Children should go up with animals. That's my that's my big thing. So it, we do a lot of really good work. We couldn't do it without Paula. She's a phenom as far as, far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's not glamorous work by any means. Feral cats, trapping, um, it, it's pretty... It, it can be pretty difficult. We also have a mobile unit that goes out into the communities on the weekends. Uh, so you can reach out to Spay Nation or Walkout Foundation through the website mm-hmm. and reach out to them and ask for assistance in your community if you have feral cats that you, you need assistance for. Unfortunately, we can't meet everyone's needs, right. but they do the best they can. So, Elizabeth, um, I, I didn't really know what a feral cat was. I mean, I've assumed it was just... A, a wild cat, cat, and it is. I mean, it's a stray cat, but they don't want humans really around them, right? Exactly. And so the only way to, to capture them is to literally set a trap, uh-huh. which is does not harm the cat. But for a wild cat spay nation, you must, when you go to the clinic, if, if it's a feral cat or even your own personal cat, you have to have it in a carrier or a, or a trap or something. If you don't have a trap and you have feral cats, you can go check out some traps uh, from uh, from the organization and then return it. So with a lot your of people, cat in there. A lot of people will feed cats, you know, stray cats, and they can't all be feral because if they're interacting with them like that. But I mean, as a feral cat, do they look the same? They just haven't been, they haven't been around humans? Yeah, they look the same. I mean, they, they might be a little scragglier and they probably never had vet care, flea, flea treatments, anything like that. Uh-huh. The sad thing is a lot of people will abandon animals when they move. I, know, I just can't believe that. Yeah, People so you end up with sweet animals that have been inside cats, outside cats, that are acclimated to humans, but they're abandoned. Oh. So some of the, but then the problem is they have kittens. If they aren't spayed and neutered, those kittens are never handled. Those are the, those are the ones that turn into feral cats, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But we TNR at Wildcat Foundation. Trap, trap neuter, neuter and neuter return. return. Mm-hmm. So, so they go they, back to where they, yes. and with their Family. They're colonies. Right. The colonies. Right. They're yeah. colonies. As long yeah. as there's a caregiver, the caregiver brings them in, traps them. They're spayed, neutered. Their ears are tipped, which is a mm-hmm. universal sim- symbol for I've been spayed and neutered and I've been vaccinated. If, and then if they they're are, an outdoor yes, cat. Yes, okay. and then they're returned. So if you see a cat running around, a lot of times you will see an outdoor cat with a tipped ear. It's been spayed and neutered. Okay. So they... Are there typically a lot in a colony? I don't know who wants to jump on that, but I, I found that fascinating. There could be 10 to 200. I mean, we'll see cats mm-hmm. in our neighborhood, just kind of individual mm-hmm. cats strolling around, but never a bunch of cats, you know. Well, there's always one, you know, one in the group that's dominant. And then, so there were a lot of cat fights and cat injuries. And I mean, they've trapped some cats that have been very mauled and, and oh. had to do some serious surgeries, mm-hmm. you know. To, we have good vets, fortunately. Yeah. We, we do have good vets and, and, because of the donations of, of people like us and the general public, we're able mm-hmm. to get them, you know, get them surgically fixed or, or you know, get them yeah. back into good health. I was going to ask how you fund all this. Um, Paula applies for grants. Grants. Petco Foundation uh-huh. and PetSmart Charities uh-huh. are tremendous. Really? Yeah, tremendous donors, too. She gets grants from them on a regular basis, and it's great. But we also depend on the public, and it's mm-hmm. hard because we don't charge much for our services at all. How much is it to neuter a cat? A cat's probably between 40 and 60, depending on the and weight. That is, they, that's like at least half of what it would be. Oh, not, yeah, it's yeah. so much more expensive oh, if you go is, to a vet. It really is. And then dogs are probably 50. I think our 100-plus-pound dogs are maybe $95. And you add $11 vaccination fee for each one of those, 
just because it's required by the city. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you're talking about probably at least a third less than you would pay anywhere else. And we do do $20 vouchers occasionally um, that we give out. And then occasionally they're done for free. I know PetSmart Charities and Petco Foundation, they do, uh, Polly gets grants for pit bulls and pit bull mixes where there will be days where they will mm-hmm. spay and neuter only those for free. Yeah, and you just have angel to, days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, angel days. So you follow our website. They make announcements if you follow the Facebook pages. Yes, yeah, anytime that. those are done, mm-hmm. that if you follow those pages, they'll be announced. And they also just completed, I think, a couple of weeks ago, a free rabies clinic. It was a drive-through at the Cajun Dome, and that's always very well received. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just necessary. There's just people love their animals, but. Listen, let's face it, animals are expensive. They are very expensive. And so, you know, we try to help as best we can. And the proceeds from the parade, I keep going back to the parade, but all the proceeds, 100% of the proceeds, go to the shelters, uh, the local Acadiana shelters, Mm -hmm. to help fund whether it's food or, you know, any kind of care that they need. So everything is... um, we joyously take anything, anything right. you're willing to give us. <laughs> it kills me. Um, at one point, we had three dogs, and uh, we just have one now, Katie, that you know terrorizes our guests. <laughs> but when we go walk at the park or whatever, it just seems like people have families of pets now. Mm-hmm. You know, like you you said, you have they're three. part of your family. Yeah, yeah. we have th- we have. But four. that's a lot have, of dogs. You have four. We have we three have cats. Yeah, yeah, we have three three girls. The girls. Uh-huh. We have three girls inside plus the girl cat. Yes, yeah, yeah. so we've got four. And but I think now. When I was a, growing up, we always had dogs, but they were always outdoor dogs. Yeah. It's I think different today. It's it, different. it is different. They're, they're more of a part of the family. They're in mm-hmm. the Christmas cards. Yeah. You know, whereas way back then, they ate scraps and they, they lived right. outside and they may have gotten a flea treatment, but it was probably just a flea collar around their neck. Yeah, they didn't get so. regular vaccinations. Mm-hmm. They were country dogs. And or, they didn't get cancer treatments and all. No. We've had everything no. happen to our dog. We've had surgeries. You know, I've been to the LSU Vet Center. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a high-end place. Is it Mandeville or Covington? You can go there for special cases. My dog was there last yeah, year. Yeah, and it's yeah. like... I don't remember anybody doing all this. But, no, but they're so they're just like you said, they're family. And you spend a lot. Well, of you money. Can, they even offer pet insurance now. I mean, yeah, you need it. Yeah, we didn't really get do. it. I know you we really didn't get do. it either, and I wish I would have. Mm-hmm. Well, Katie survived everything. She's had distemper. I mean, she's had everything a dog can get. She's Spinal issues. Yeah. Okay. We were going to put her down, Aww. and then I brought her home just so everybody. It's in the Mandeville or Covington. Yeah, that's where there. my dog was. And they were like, "We'll just keep her." And I said, "No, I mean, I can't." I can't do Leave this without here. the girls, you know, seeing her. And then he, he gave me medicine going, maybe this will help. And it somehow she pulled through. Wow. But That's her, amazing. She went bald. Like she had, she, she couldn't use her back legs for about a year. I mean, she just has had everything happen. And she's 13 and a half now. She's still going strong. She pretty she strong. She was barking is. at us. But I think about, <laughs> she's an indoor dog. We love her. My heart just goes to, you know, all yeah. the pets out there that don't get the care they need. and uh, That don't. I have a puppy mill rescue, and she's from that uh, the puppy mill that was closed down in St. Landry Paris last year where they had a couple hundred dogs. <sighs> and she, Lillian was, it's a cruelty case seizure. And so they seized 178, and then they got more. And she was kept in a cage for the first three years of her life. Yeah. And if you come to my house, she'll bark her head off at you. But she, nobody ever touched her. She was a matted, mm-hmm. filthy mm-hmm. mess. She was just bred, and no one handled her. And so... We fostered her because I fostered a lot for Spain Nation. I fostered for Acadian Animal Aid, okay. and so we've had lots of dogs in and out of our house. But mm-hmm. yeah, she's. It, it's sad when you when you do what we do and you follow Facebook pages and have relationships with shelters and rescues and see firsthand what what is done to the animals in in the area. You do realize the need that there is right. for assistance. Right. 
Before we move on, uh, during every show, we pause and reflect back on a past interview. And I thought this one with Jimmy Guidry, the founder and prior owner of Hub City Diner, was really appropriate because like you guys, he's got that huge heart and he's very active with uh, Acadiana Animal Aid mm-hmm. as both a volunteer and a supporter. And if I remember right, he told me, you know, animals love music. And he had a sound system put in for the animals over at Acadiana Animal Aid. Nice. It, it just oh, calms wow. me out with all the barking and all. people. You Shelters know, the, always had music yeah. playing loudly. Yeah, he said it just calms <laughs> down the, um, the pets. Now, he thinks we're about 50 years behind on the law side with all the stray pets and overpopulation. So he really, really takes this to heart. And in this clip, um, he discusses the mission of Acadiana Animal Aid. You can hear his full interview along with many, many others at discoverlafayette.net. And this interview is made possible by FACET, a career coaching and talent management firm. FACET has helped the employees of hundreds of companies improve performance, find or move into their right position, or change careers. FACET can help your organization improve both the analytical and interpersonal sides of your business. Worry less, FACET more. For more information, visit facetgroup.com. And now the moment. So Acadiana Animal Aid was formed in uh, 1974 with four women. It was a very small operation. And they were called Lafayette Animal Aid at the mm-hmm. time. And they, they grew very slowly. And a Miss Weiss, who was one of the four, when she passed away, she bequeathed her the 10 acres and some funds to Acadiana Animal Aid. Okay. So the, the house that's out there now, mm-hmm. her house is actually, was her, has been changed to the cat house. So the cats live in this house. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. And it's very cutely done on the inside. Mm-hmm. They have all these ramps and thing, tunnels for them to mm-hmm. crawl through and, and have an outside patio for them to hang out on. And then we have a full veterinary clinic. Um, we do surgeries. We have a vet on staff. We have uh, two certified vet techs. We have a pharmacy. Um, we house about 100 dogs at any given time and about 70 cats. And the primary purpose, what we're supporting at this point, is the No-Kill 2020 initiative. And we transport, we get animals from kill shelters, and we transport them to areas that are dog deficient or mm-hmm. cat deficient. Mm-hmm. So we actually have a transport that's leaving this afternoon that's going to Colorado Springs, Colorado. That's great. Yeah. So we'll move about 70 animals today, and uh, they'll be in, in homes very shortly when they get to Colorado. Welcome back to Discover Lafayette. We're here with Elizabeth Abdallah Vincent and Melissa Maker. And Elizabeth, you never shared your big news. <laughs> well, I would, got married about a little over six weeks ago. So, congratulations. Very happy. Yep. And uh, yes, yeah. very big smile on my face Good. all the time. Yeah. So, thank you for mentioning that. Yeah. Yep. So, let's talk about the, the bigger picture. So, Wildcat Foundation is who people would contribute to. Is that right? That's the 501c3. They're all, we're all 501c3s. The Wildcat Foundation was started. The oh, Spain Nation, Nation is se- Spain separate. Nation is separate. Okay. And then Crudition is actually kind of under their umbrella, but they're all three separate 501c3s. So people can support any, any of them. Any of them. Absolutely. And it all goes for the it right all, cause. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Paula Stude is your, is she She's the executive, yes, she's okay. the executive director. And then everybody else is really volunteering the 
the, their time and energy, or do you have other? Well, we do have, we have so, paid staff. Yeah, we, we have, have paid staff. Employees. We have vet tech and vet techs, uh, a lead veterinarian, a medical director. Oh my goodness. And then for, I think mm-hmm. so we've got wow. eight to 10, 12 mm-hmm. employees. Yeah, it's a, it is a full service veterinary hospital mm-hmm. over there, and all we do is spay and neuter. Uh, but we did get, well, I believe it was a grant from one of the pet, Petco or PetSmart. We actually do wellness exams now, and our goal. Oh, okay. Our big goal one day is to have a larger facility right. where we can have more staff and offer mm-hmm. full wellness exams and care in addition to the spay and neuter services at a low cost. Right. So you're on Bertrand Drive. What part of yes. Bertrand are you located on? We're on North Bertrand, um, very close to Cameron. It's on okay. the right-hand side. It's kind of a coral-colored building. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's limited parking, limited space, but it all seems to work out. Um, eventually, we would, we would like a... Larger facility, yeah. but you know that, like everything else, takes dollars. Big and, budget, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just are not that's there the only yet. thing standing in our way mm-hmm. right, right now. It's money. usually the money, the big thing that stands in people's way. It's not that there's not a need. There's right. definitely a need. We just have to figure out how to fund it. Right. So, I know when I interviewed Jimmy Guidry in 2019, their goal was to have a no kill. You know, like to have zero kill. Yeah. And I know that at that time, I guess. Um, Joel Robodeau was our mayor president, mm-hmm. and he really was behind this. Yes. Where, do y'all know where we are? We're no-kill. We're still no-kill. Yeah. Shelly De La Hussie does an amazing job. She's the Lafayette Shelter Care Center director, okay. and she's great. And, and no-kill basically is, it doesn't mean that none of the animals are euthanized. Typically, it's 90, I think it's 93% are, are adopted out. Some of them are injured. They're mm-hmm. ill. They're not going to make it anymore. They're not going to make yeah. it, or they are not suitable for adoption, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they can't do anything with them. Before, I remember several years back, I was told, like, if a cat ended up at the animal shelter, they nobody no. was adopting them. Cats, especially. so many cats. Especially cats. Now, Wildcat did, in conjunction with the animal shelter, they had the Cats Clocking In program. And for those unadopted... Oh, cats. Yeah, the working cats. <laughs> and so for the unadoptable <laughs> ones that. that are more feral, that are not suitable uh-huh. for adoption to go into somebody's house... Uh, businesses and residents can take them in at no cost to the adopter. They'll be spayed, neutered, TNR'd, all that good stuff, ears tipped. And then they go to your business and you have a very good uh, poison-free, full-time pest control. You provide food just to make sure, you know, they're Uh well-fed. But yeah, yeah, it's a really good program and something that good that came out of cats that come in that really aren't suitable for adoption at all. So how do you get a cat if it's been one place and you bring it somewhere? You know, you always hear about dogs that'll travel across the country to find their family, but do they just stay put? No. I wondered about that. Typically what you do is you take them in and you have a kennel and you you put them in the kennel. A large kennel. A large, large litter box, all that good stuff. And for a good two weeks, Mm -hmm. feed and water and get them acclimated to their surroundings and that's typically how it's done. And because then they'll stay. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you just adopt an animal, a cat from the shelter and take it home and yeah, just put it outside, yeah. they don't know what home is, even though you put out some food. They'll go, they'll mm-hmm. go find where... Cats are funny. They pick. Mm-hmm. They pick you. They choose you. I they pick they their do. place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I, have, I have seven what? outside cats. <laughs> you do? I do. She does. I know. Seven? Yes. That, uh, the outside cats, just want to make that clear. And they're oh, all adopted and, uh, and spay and neutered. But I had to acclimate them to my home mm-hmm. just the same way that Melissa said. You've got to put them in a large kennel. And for two weeks, you know, you've got to yeah. tend to them. And I remember the first time I did it, I opened the door to the 
Kendall and they ran out, and I thought, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, they'll never come back. And sure enough, a couple hours they later, they came strutting back in looking for They just wanted to check it out. You know. They do, and mm-hmm. they, but they, they know that's, that's their home. So yeah. they, it's about a two-week homing wow. process. Mm-hmm. Were they all, like, over the years, you've just picked them up, or were they a family, you know? Just over the years, a couple of them ended up in my front yard. Uh-huh. My daughter Jasmine found one in Abbeville. I mean, they... When she, my, my daughter was going to PT school in Mobile, there was a, a kitten that someone moved out of the apartments and left mm-hmm. the cat. And so, of course, Jasmine brings it home to mom. So yeah. we have, that's kind of how we have a lot yeah. of our cats. And before you know it, it's a... Yeah, know, before you know it, you have like seven football cats. team. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> we were talking before the interview. My daughter, Kelly, uh, has a rescue cat that is absolutely beautiful. She named her <laughs> Lemon. She's a buff tabby that she got from Cat Haven as a just a tiny little thing. Mm-hmm. And she really um, has changed our family. John did not, my husband John was a dog guy. And <sighs> Kelly asked if she could get a pet and a cat, you know, you can have in an apartment. It's not as Cats tough. are easier. Very easy. Easier. I mean, yes. but we had never really been around cats. And John loves that cat. He, he didn't want one, but he <laughs> loves mm-hmm. Kelly. You, so he's like... Petting, pet, petting the cat mm-hmm. on the side. Oh, I mean, mm-hmm. he, the cat, you know, Lemon will go sit on his lap when he's working, and he just, he doesn't want to mm-hmm. move to disturb her. But it's amazing how smart they are and beautiful. Yeah. And so many different personalities. I just hadn't been around. We were always dog people. Yeah. People and, are like that. They've never been around him. They think... They're amazing. One cat, they th- oh, I don't like cats because I was around one. Yeah, you can't the, judge no. that. Well, just like dogs. Dogs. Dogs are all different. Right. All of them. Well, as bad as Katie is, she and Lemon really get along. And and they, they kiss each other and they'll sleep together on the bed. And it's just, Aww. it's really changed She's our sisters. family, though. They're sisters. Yeah. They're sisters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I think we figured out maybe they're cousins. I'm trying to think. Because I'm mommy's mommy. So Lemon, you know, Kelly is okay, her so mommy. And I'm okay. mommy's mommy. Yeah. And then we... <laughs> We're trying to do the family <laughs> tree. It's complicated. It is. Yeah. I know. Uh-huh. But you can tell how much I love pets. So, so let's we talk about. Um, is there anything about Wildcat? I know that you do have pets that can be adopted. I looked on your website. Are they? Yeah. You still. You always take. We them? do. We're not a rescue group, but because mm-hmm. of what we do, mm-hmm. we end up with animals. A lot of times, when cats are are trapped. Sometimes we have mothers that give birth in the traps. Oh. So at that point, we do have yeah. in the back of our facility. It's where where the adoptable animals are. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we have nursing mothers back there. Um, I've taken in kittens and, and fostered them. I've taken in a nursing mother with three-day-old kittens and kept them at my house until they were old enough to be adopted. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not a rescue, but we do at all times yeah. have adoptable cats and kittens. And a lot of times we'll utilize the, the um, adoption kennels at PetSmart, either the one on Johnston, yeah. or a lot of times we always have one at the one by Costco. Mm-hmm. We've always got a couple of cages, so you can always come check out our kittens. And look at our, if you look on PetFinder.com, our cats are also there. Okay. I had no idea how big uh, your operation was. I just I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. I, I knew about spaying and neuter. I had no idea how much you do and the staff and all. I mean, that's... Yeah, I've they'll do 40 in, to 60 surgeries a day. I, it's amazing. I've worked in nonprofit before, and it's constant fundraising. Mm-hmm. And I know... Y'all take this seriously, so it's um, this is a big commitment. For it all is, of you. it is, yeah. and like I said, Paula, it, it wouldn't happen without her. She's incredible. Yeah. Um, let's talk about. Is there anything else about Wildcat or Spay Nation you wanted to get in? I think I think we're good. I mean, oh, since we've started, we've we've spayed and neutered over seventy thousand animals. Yeah, which is a yeah, lot. That's and, huge. and you think about if they wouldn't have been spayed and neutered. How many it's would we have the, now? the pet overpopulation. It's so sad, and 
you know, 1.5 million animals were euthanized last year. Yeah. It doesn't have to happen. In other parts of the country, um, Jimmy Guidry called it cat or dog deficient. Like they, I think their laws are strong. Like in Colorado they need puppies. and all. That's why we ship Yeah, they don't have, they don't have dogs. So mm-hmm. we, we send out, you know, so many dogs each year yeah. to areas of the country where people take care of their pets. And, exactly. And they don't, there's no strays. You know, no. it's just a different mindset, I think. It's the mindset and it's education and awareness are mm-hmm. what we're all about. That's why we, we push at the parade, the Spay Nation mission about education awareness of the pet, the serious problem of pet overpopulation. And people just think, oh, well, you know, it's, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, it is because they're all euthanized it's and it's not pretty deal. and nobody wants to talk about it. Right, right. Well, let's get into the parade. Um, I have gone in the past and it's so much fun. And the children love it, the families love it, and the dogs look pretty happy. But let's make it clear, I, I was looking at the rules. Yes. No uh, no pigs, cats, no goats. cows, bunnies, goats, <laughs> no, please. Right. People every show year, up with other... They like, ask, every year someone asks, can we, we have a we have a pet pig, can we bring mm, a pet pig? And no, the problem no. is the, the dogs are, are going to react to a pig, a bunny, a goat on a leash. So yes, it is dogs only. <laughs> Only dogs, yeah. That's funny. I was at Moncas Park the other day, and um, somebody had a pet goat. Oh, and how they, fun. It was kind of fun, but they had a diaper on it and a little onesie. And I thought, I, I went up to him, and I said, well, why would you have a, you know, like, is that a, is that a diaper? Is it a rule? It was on a, yeah, I don't know. And they said they keep, it's it's an indoor goat. And so they, they oh, no. so they don't want it pooping in the house, so it wears a diaper 24-7. And why I thought, you have a- I don't know. Did they I mean, take it to the dog park or was were they it was just out just at I, I just saw park. it when I was walking around. Okay, that's, that's I, yeah, kind of yeah. But he's but not, I mean, I'm I sure it's imagine. a sweet goat, but he's it not was welcome. It was sweet, but other exactly. dogs, you know, <laughs> right. yeah, he can't come to the parade. That's funny. So you don't throw edible treats. It's yeah. more of a um, fun. Oh yeah, it's Mardi Gras throws. Yeah, beads, stuffed dog, stuffed toys, cups, cups all that, t-shirts, all that right. good stuff. So you have a website, Crew Deshawn, and I'm going to spell it K R E W E. D-E-S-C-H-I-E-N-S dot org. And so people can go on and look at sponsorships. Yes. Royal uh, court positions. Yes. Uh, what is that? Uh, okay, those are, we have a grand marshal, we have a king and queen, we have duke and duchesses, we have a lady and a knight. Those are the two categories that are only reserved for rescues. Okay. Um, and then we have lots of jesters. Uh, it's from $1,000 to $100 your dog can be in the royal court. Okay. And if you go to the website, unfortunately, because we, we have no money, because um, <laughs> we have no money, the website isn't updated, but it will be soon. But mm-hmm. if you just want to get some general ideas about the look and feel of the parade, what the sponsorships look like, you can mm-hmm. go look at the, and we have those from, I think, two years ago was the, were the ones that were up. And Melissa also manages the Crudishan Facebook page. Oh, yeah. Follow us on so Facebook. I'll start throwing stuff out very soon. Mm-hmm. About mm-hmm. And anytime we get sponsors, anytime we get a new member of the Royal Court, we'll throw pictures out there. And you can always reach out to me via Facebook. And we've also got an email address. I think it's Crudishan uh, at Gmail. But you yeah, Crudishan at, at mm-hmm. hotmail.com. Does that G- sound right? Use the Gmail one. Gmail. Okay. Gmail, yes. Okay. I think it would be a great idea. What are you going to volunteer me for? If we ask Jan to be our grand marshal for the parade next year, what do you think? Oh, that would be great. Would you do it? I would love to. Yay! Yay! You and Katie, you and Katie can come. Oh, we'll see. Yeah. (laughs) If 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 Katie's not up to it, you can you can find somebody else to pile around. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, we'd love love to have you. And that'll we're kicking off the 
the parade today. Yeah. As of today. As yeah. As of today. Yes. So it's going to be on Saturday, February 11th um, mm-hmm. at 12 p.m. Yes. And you, it starts like it used to be in the oil center, but now you start at Congress right by the library. Right, mm-hmm. right now we're by the, or we will be by the public library. Mm-hmm. There's, that's where the lineup is if you're in the parade. And then the barricades are already up. And so you stand behind the barricades only about a block up the street. It's a very short parade because you got to consider we got four-legged friends. Yeah. So they can't walk that far. Yeah. But we start off the parade even before the Grand Marshal. We have the canines from the police department and also the sheriff's department mm-hmm. and also UL. That's great. So it's always fun to see those dogs. It's and, the working dogs. It's the working they're dogs. Yeah, and they're they always, they're very honored to be invited. And there's something else to see. And they speak other languages. They don't know English. They're taught yeah. um, different languages than most people would speak. I, I'm, Chair Crime Stoppers. So yeah, I've been they do. Oh, that's why right. yeah. stop. And yeah, yeah. They, they speak in different languages. Yeah. And you can't get too close to them. No. They, they, even when they're in the lineup, they're in a section away from everyone Beautiful. else. But, but they're just Beautiful they're fabulous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well trained, unlike yeah. mine. Right, and mine. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they're very well trained. So, um, you expect a lot of people like it's normally it's it's a annual yeah it's family event. friendly people bring their pets you can register to walk your own dog for twenty five dollars uh, that right. day mm-hmm. um, it's always it's five, what is it five blocks yes and it's it, always yeah. packed last mm-hmm. year we were so fortunate the weather was perfect mm-hmm. it was like sixty five and oh, sunny yeah. it was I mean it was great and it's you know it starts at noon it's over by one mm-hmm. yeah then you can go to lunch right. Downtown. Downtown. Exactly. Absolutely. Downtown. downtown. Yeah. Exactly. This looks like a lot of fun. Thank y'all for including me. You're welcome. Oh, We're glad you agreed to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anything else that we didn't get in that you wanted to? I did want to add one thing that, that um, Wildcat Spay Nation did two years ago, I believe it was. We got a grant to furnish very small oxygen masks to the fire department if they go you know, on a, on a call and there are animals, cats or dogs, sometimes they need oxygen also. Oh my and so gosh. each unit or each firehouse has their own little oxygen mask for oh. the dogs and cats. Mm-hmm. I never would have thought about exactly. that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But that was something that we did, what, two years ago, I believe. I think that was part of the day of giving, too. Mm-hmm. We requested donations and some of the donations yeah. went to that. Oh. So, that, you know, you just don't think about things no. like that. And then, and, but they're made available. Not every community has that, so... Did the fire department come to you guys, or you just had read about it? Like I think, I think Paula, they came to us, or Paula reached out to them. I don't know, but yeah, Mm -hmm. she made it happen. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. But thank you for having us. Yes, thank you very much, and uh, welcome to the parade. Yeah, 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 I can't wait. We can start planning now. I know, I know. Well, I want to thank uh, Elizabeth Abdallah Vincent and Melissa Maker from Wildcat Foundation, Spay Nation, and Kurdishan for joining us. I also want to thank our listeners for your loyal support. We appreciate you so much. And if you haven't, please consider subscribing to Discover Lafayette wherever you get your podcast. Or you can go to discoverlafayette.net and just listen online. We've got almost 300 interviews, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. I just love, love um, the opportunity this has been. I'm going to go back and listen to Jimmy's. Yeah, Jimmy's is good. And, he, you know, he's so just vibrant in yeah. his love for the community. And last but not least, we couldn't do this without our sponsors. I want to thank our very generous sponsors, Home Bank, Lafayette Surgical Specialty Hospital, Facet Group, and, of course, Raider, and in particular, Jason Sikora, who mixes our tape and makes it sound so much better than I ever could. Thank you for listening. This is Jan Swift. Jan Swift.